Welcome to the Frome Daily Podcast, where I give you a little bit of Eric Frome and some encouragement for your personal growth journey every day. I'm your host, Lacey Delane, and I am super happy to have you for another episode of Frome Daily. Welcome. I am super glad to have you here. I hope you're doing well. Today, we will talk about one of my favorite themes that Frome writes on. It's love of life versus the love of death. It's also known, the love of death is also known as necrophilia. Yes, I know you've probably heard that in the sexual context, but that's not what he's talking about. You'll hear more in just a second. And I will share with you another mantra involving trust, which goes nicely with the one I shared yesterday, which was trust the process. All right, on to the necrophilia, huh? Today, I am reading from the Essential Essential Frome, which is by edited and compiled by Rainer Funk, and I'm on page 82. Frome says, Necrophilia is the love of that which is no longer alive, the state of being attracted to what is dead. I'm going to stop here and just clarify something. Yes, that can be in the form or in the context of sexuality, but the way that Frome mentions it and writes about it is in the state of, in a more general state. Like, I can be attracted to a person because of their personality, but not sexually attracted to them, just attracted, like, enjoy, like, I want to hang out with that person, kind of attracted. That's what he means here. Okay. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, the only thing we've heard about necrophilia is that in a, is its meaning in a sexual sense, which is sad because um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what Frome is saying here. And so if we could see it in a different way, instead of immediately thinking of it in a sexual way, it might be helpful. All right. Continuing with Frome's words. People do not believe in the presence of this extremely irrational passion until they look at the clinical material. I think it might seem a little crazy for me to even be reading this to you right now. I get it. And that kind of points to his point with these words. People don't even believe that this is actually a thing. It's a thing. And he's going to show us in just a second um, what that thing is. From says this material has to do with people for whom the destruction of living organic unities or entities and the snuffing out of life itself give the greatest pleasure. So Fromm says that necrophiliacs or necrophilia is when we enjoy the non-living, death, taking life out of things, things that are not alive, things not continuing to grow, life not continuing. Frome says they are attracted by everything that is sick, unhealthy, and lifeless, by everything that is dismemberment, and by everything that is hostile to life. I want you to think about that in the context of what we spend most of our time doing, thinking about, um, focused on, okay? Um, In a wider sense, Fromm says, 
The necrophile is attracted by everything that is mechanical because he hates everything animate and is repelled by everything animate. Now that might seem extreme too, um, but I think Frome is pointing here to um, when he says everything animate and repelled by everything animate, he would likely point to how difficult it is for us uh, modern humans to be vulnerable, to open up, to share, um, to be animate with each other, um, and how much we are focused on things that are mechanical, which are ultimately things that are not alive, okay? So, um, and then beyond that, uh, you could take it a step further and like unhealthy things, lifeless things, dismembering things. I mean, think about what many of uh, popular shows are about. Game of Thrones. We got lots and lots of killing and death going on in there. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Game of Thrones or that it's a bad thing. to I have zero time to judge it or anybody else. But my point is what he's saying here. There's a lot of what we consume from media that has to do with necrophilia, the unalive, death, um, lifeless, dismembering, unhealthy things, lifeless things, hostility towards life itself. Even the picking of a flower, it's a small thing and it's a small example, but it is the hindrance of life. And Frome talks about this in To Have or To Be. We find having more important than life. So we pick the flower because we think we have to have it in order to experience it. But the reality is we don't. We can look at it. We can be with it. We can experience it and let it live instead of taking it, killing it, and, you know, thinking that's our only way to have an experience with it. Fromm goes on to say, necrophilia is the opposite of biophilia, the love of living things. The biophile, or the person who loves life, finds everything attractive that is alive, where structures come together and form a unit. Everything that grows and develops, whether it be people or ideas or organization or flowers, when we say in English that this or that person loves life, then we know what we mean by that. Sometimes people only mean by this that the person likes to eat and drink well. But sometimes we also mean a person who is a biophile and who experiences joy in everything that is alive and grows. So that is, this last sentence is what make what. I think he's referring to when he talks about a biophile, someone I've read him write in other places that everything that they touch comes alive, that they exhibit this, um, this characteristic of living, of, of aliveness that you don't sense in other people. And it is a very attractive quality. And it is because, um, of the fact that they also find attractive things that are alive 
They value growth. They grow, value development. Um, they value life, basically. Um, and so I think this is a really, really powerful theme. I think it's an underlying theme to so much of what Frome has written. Um, I think there's a lot more here and it's definitely something I want to um, continue to share with you on in, in future episodes. Um, but I uh, really think that a lot of what drives our society and our, the values of our society today is actually necrophilia. It's actually, um, there's actually uh, this love of the dead, the mechanical, the unalive, the screens, the technology, the computers, um, things that really don't actually grow, don't actually um, have life within them. Um, these are the things that dominate our society, dominate our day-to-day -day lives, dominate the decisions we make on a daily basis. And Frome suggests, and I agree, that the more we would shift to a more biophilia-valued society, the more healthy we will be and the more healthy our society um, can become. So... Uh, this week, I have been sharing mantras that help me in my personal growth journey. Yesterday, I shared trust the process. I love that one. Today, I'm going to share a mantra that also involves trust, but instead of the process, this time it's trust yourself or trust your instincts. Instincts are something that we all have innate in us but they have been drowned out by how intellectual, how busy, how uh, intellectual, and how much life is more about being able to know things and recall them than being able to be alive and genuine in our day-to-day -day life. And as Fromm would say, how alienated we are from ourselves. When we, we're, we're learning to listen to our instincts is a process and journaling, slowing down, having quiet time, talking about how you feel can help you uncover this powerful thing within you. I invite you to do these things, to journal, to talk about your feelings, to slow down, have some quiet time, meditate if you want to nurture your instincts. Instincts really are innate wisdom we carry as humans. And I believe listening to our insti instincts was a much larger part of daily life amongst hunter-gatherer societies. Um, that's the way we as a species lived most of human history. Also, Dr. Gabor Mate writes about this in his most recent book, The Myth of Normal, about how much we have squashed this instinct that we all have within us. And that is part of what, of how we grow up at, and how we all tend to grow up because of the societal values of the societal norms um, that we have in modern culture. Um, in the societies, in the hunter-gatherer societies, 
The emphasis was not on production. It wasn't on consumption. It wasn't about buying stuff. It wasn't about spending and working. That Those weren't even things then, okay? And this is how we lived, like I said, most of human history. Then the emphasis was on being. It was on living. It was like eating, taking care of each other, and taking care of oneself. The pace of life was so much slower. And sometimes things that today would cause us to label someone as crazy was something that made the people in that society highly respected amongst their peers. Our fast-paced life, highly focused on on the intellectual, has enabled us to disconnect from our bodies, our feelings, and our instincts in ways that really don't help us very much. I put these two ideas, trust yourself and your instincts, together because they are closely linked and hard to separate. I believe our instincts and and the process of growth are in alignment. The more we trust our instincts, the more we are saying yes to the process, the process of growth. And they reflect each other. The process of growth and our instincts reflect each other. They're mutual. They go together. When They work together. When we are in touch with ourselves and our instincts, we are in line with circumstances that will work to bring us forward on our personal growth journeys. So you can trust yourself. You can trust your decisions. And even those that are a little more unconscious than intellectual, you can trust that what you do is in line with yourself and for a purpose. I think the theme of trust yourself was one of the most powerful things that I took away from my four or five years of focused therapy um, with an incredible non-directive therapist that I truly miss and I'm very thankful for. Trusting ourselves can look like honoring a feeling of wanting to stay in and rest instead of going out. can look like saying no when we might have said yes in the past. It can look like pursuing the things that we really want to pursue instead of things that society tells us to pursue. It can look like trusting the life path we're on, the daily and past decision that we have made, and believing in the good purpose that circumstances have for us in the future. I invite you to give it a shot. For now, I'll say goodbye. If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. That's From with two M's. F-R-O-M-M-D-A-I-L-Y dot C-O-M. To access our Friday episodes, become a paid subscriber of the From Daily Substack. Paid subscribers have access to our weekly personal growth support group, hosted by yours truly, Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, live. Weekly Substack chats, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, are open to free and paid subscribers alike. I hope your day brings you lots of new experiences from which to learn and grow, and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I'm proud of you. You're in the process of growth, and that's what counts. Yo, I'm Lacey Delane, signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.